section ten of sikh religion volume five by max arthur mcauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter ten what is called the granth of the tenth guru is only partially his composition the greater portion of it was written by bards in his employ the two works entitled chandi charitar and the bhagauti ki war found in it are abridged translations by different hands of the durga sapt shati or seven hundred sloks on the subject of durga an episode in the markandaya puran on the contests of the goddess durga with the demons who had made war on the gods chandi charitar one the poet in the guru's employ who translated this states that he did it for amusement but adds the man who heareth or readeth this for any object shall assuredly obtain it this line is an abstract of the eleventh and twelfth sloks of the ninety-second canto of the original the translator then darkly refers to a special object of his own i have translated the book called the durga sapt shadi the equal of which there is none o chandi grant the object with which the poet has translated the translator's object however is not stated whether he imbibed some of the principles of sikhism or not from the guru cannot be ascertained but it is clear that he was largely tinctured with hinduism chandi charitar too at the end of this translation is found the couplet the saints who continually meditate on thee o chandi shall at last obtain salvation and find god as their reward this is not in the original sanskrit but the general sense may be inferred by a believer in chandi from her own self-glorification in the ninety-second canto the first chandi charitar begins as follows ek oamkar shri waguru ji ki fata ath chandi charitar ukt bilas now the tale bilas of the deeds of chandi will be told ukt the second chandi charitar begins in the same way but without the words ukt bilas the bhagauti ki war begins as follows ek oamkar shri waguru ji ki fata sri bhagauti ji sahai war shri bhagauti ji ki patshahi das there is one god victory to the holy waguru we implore the favour of the holy bhagauti sword the paean of the holy bhagauti of the tenth guru it thus appears that the bhagauti ki war was written by the tenth guru himself the hindus maintain that in the tenth guru's writings the word bhagauti means durga in the two chandi charitars the word bhagauti does not occur at all and even in the bhagauti ki war it is only found three times once in the title of the composition a second time in the first line and a third time elsewhere in the latter instance lay bhagauti durg shah it is clear that the word bhagauti means a sword the goddess durga took up the sword this is also attested by gurdas in the sixth power of his twenty-fifth war he refers to the manner in which 
the signification of words is often altered and writes nam bhagauti lo garaya man hath fashioned what is called the sword bhagauti from iron in further proof that bhagauti does not mean durga in the sikh scriptures the following line in the ad granth is cited bhagauti mudra man mohaya maya the translation of which is men wear god's marks while their minds are fascinated with mammon the following are the first two paris of the war shri bhagauti ji ki having first remembered the sword meditate on guru nanak then on guru angad amar das and ram das may they assist me remember arjan har gobind and the holy hari rai meditate on the holy hari krishan a sight of whom dispelled all sorrows remember teg bahadur and the nine treasures shall come hastening to your homes ye holy gurus everywhere assist us god having first fashioned the sword created the whole world he created brahma vishnu and shiv and made them the sport of his omnipotence he made the seas and mountains of the earth and supported the firmament without pillars he made the demons and the demigods and excited dissension among them having created durga o god thou didst destroy the demons from thee alone ram received his power and slew rawan with his arrows from thee alone krishan received his power seized khans by the hair and dashed him on the ground very great munis and gods mortified their bodies for many ages but none of them found thy limit the last line of the bhagauti ki war is he who sang this was not born again that is he obtained deliverance this line gives the meaning of the twenty-second slok of the ninety-second canto of the markandaya puran the train of thought by which the guru made god and the sword one was as follows in the shastar namala is read i first mentioned the word shatru an enemy and then the word daman subduer know that the words compounded mean the lord of the world be assured of this the meaning is god subdues enemies so does the sword therefore the sword is god and god is the sword at that time it was the custom to recite on the eve of battle the praises and warlike deeds of the brave so that the hearts even of cowards might be inspired with eagerness for the fray on that account the tenth guru maintained fifty-two bards to translate the mahabharat the ramayan and the gallant achievements of ram krishan chandi and others it does not follow from this that the guru worshipped those whose acts were thus celebrated this was only done for the purpose of inciting to bravery dispelling cowardice and filling the hearts of his troops with valour to defend their faith this the guru himself declares in his translation of the tenth canto of the bhagavat in which are recounted the chivalrous exploits of krishan he says i have rendered in the vulgar dialect the tenth chapter of the bhagavat with no other object than to inspire ardour for religious warfare secondly the guru himself specially translated the praises of chandi so that they might be chanted for warlike purposes and that even cowards on hearing her story might obtain courage and the hearts of the brave beat with fourfold enthusiasm 
such being the achievements of a woman what ought not a brave man to accomplish the guru maintained that if a man became a coward and turned away from the battlefield he would not only become ashamed of himself but also forfeit his advantages here and hereafter in the third place the guru desired that his sikhs on becoming acquainted with the hindu sacred writings might be able to form their own estimate of them and their inferiority to the compositions of the gurus among the fifty-two bards employed by the guru there must have been several who had suffered for their religion under the persecutions of aurangzeb and for their opinions the guru cannot be held responsible End of section 10.